Anyways, are you all ready? Yeah, let's do I it. I think so. We kind of ran Sorry. way over. That's all right. Getting distracted. Anyways. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. Episode 35. 35. We have settled on 35. 35. We're confident this week that this is episode 35. We were confident last week it was 34, but no, we Pat, Pat wrote down 34 this week. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's 35. It is 35. I've got nothing for 35. I really don't. Uh, we're, um, I got nothing, man. I got nothing for 35, man. Anyways, uh, news. We may as well jump right into our news stories. Yeah, man. Let's how how many you got today? I have two. I got three. Cool. I'll nah. tell you what. I'll kick, I'll kick it off. Sure. Go ahead. If you don't mind. Sure. Go ahead. Because I think we're finally going to be getting some of the same news stories. We talk about it every I, week. I, I definitely, we might, yeah. Okay, my first one is out of the Boston Herald. Okay. Cape Cod Fisherman. God damn it. Okay. After Whale gulps him down and spits him out. This is my, damn, <laughs> this is my news story, damn it. We finally did it. We finally did it. It took 35 episodes. All right, so do you want to do you want to break it down? It doesn't matter. You can do it if you want. Okay, uh, his name was Michael Packard. He's a 56-year-old lobster diver. Uh out in Massachusetts, Cape Cod area. Yep. Went down to retrieve a lobster trap or just to check to see if it was open. And immediately he was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then he realized he's in the whale's mouth. <laughs> just how, how do you, how do you end up in a whale's mouth? Basically what they're saying happened. And this whale, it was a humpback whale. Apparently they don't eat humans. Right. That's not part of their diet. Sure. Surprisingly. But um, what they do when they eat is they just open their mouth and they just kind of like go and they're trying to scoop stuff up. Mm. Now they've got pretty big mouths. Right. Definitely. Once they go, they're just kind of on autopilot trying to oh, they unhinge their jaw and they're trying to get as much as possible right he was literally just in the wrong place at the wrong time oh, that's rough <laughs> and got swallowed up by the whale poor guy he was in there for like 40 seconds before he got regurgitated but i've got his quotes on the matter sure i realized i'm in a whale's mouth and he's trying to swallow me hey this is it i'm going to die that was what he was thinking <laughs> No shit. Do you have anything you want to add to that one? I'm sorry sure. I stole your thunder on that. No, you're fine. In his own biblical Jonah and the whale story, Michael Packard said it happened in a flash as he swam in about 45 feet of water one moment before everything turned dark in an instant Friday. Packard said it, he initially thought he was attacked by a shark, but realized he didn't feel like he was bitten and wasn't in any pain. Yeah. That's when he realized he was actually inside the mouth of a freaking whale and fought to locate his breathing regulator, fearing he could run out of air and suffocate. But the whale had other plans moments later. A humpback whale tried to eat me, Packard told WTBS. I mean, I'm sorry, WBTS. I was closing his mouth about 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface to spit me out. I am very bruised, but I have no broken bones. So he lucked out. Yeah. Now, one thing that you mentioned in there is he was trying to, his immediate thought was to locate the breathing apparatus of the whale. Right. So he was just like, shit, I'm in a whale. I got to go find the blowhole is what his immediate (laughs) thought was. (laughs) Just think about that for a second. Like... Bruh, like, because you always see in the movies when people are inside of whales, there's always like this little bit of, like, there's like this little pocket of air at the top of the whale that they're always, you know what I mean? Okay, what movies are you referring to? <laughs> I've never seen a movie where a person's been in a whale before outside of uh, Veggie Tales. Um, freaking cartoons, man. Oh, cartoons. I'm okay. telling you. All right. I mean, shit, if Jonah lasted three days, I bet you this guy could have lasted longer right. than 40 seconds. For sure. Kind of an amateur, if you ask me. Right. What I thought was funny about this article was a lot of it came from his mother. Who 
was like a local painter in the area, so she was like a minor celebrity, <laughs> oh, and she was delivering a lot of the quotes that I was reading too. So that's funny. Anyways, yeah, dude, that's rough. <laughs> what a man. life, man. Yeah, I was late to work. I got swallowed by a fucking <laughs> whale. I wonder. Uh, I wonder. He was probably doing that as a hobby, but I wonder if he was like working for a company. If you get like workman's comp, right, for that, or do you, do you get like like whale, time and a half? You paid a time insurance? and a half rate for any time you spend inside of a whale. Like, is, as long as your union can prove that that's where you were located. <laughs> like, is an insurance company gonna cover that injury? No, that's an act of God. Literally an act of God because Literally, of the whole Bible yeah. Bible thing. True. Anyways, I thought that one was funny. That so we funny. finally had the same news story. Finally, we might have two. Dude, we might break another record and have two of the same. Do you want to do your story. second one? It's up to you. Do you want to do your second one? Okay, I'll do. I'll do the second one. Son of a bitch. This one comes from Manchester Evening News. This one's out of the UK. Okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Says teen who karate kicked seventy four year old man into the River Mercy. Probably pronounced Mercy. Okay. So basically, this eighteen year old kid was trying to get on Snapchat. He's trying to do something funny. Him and his little fifteen year old friend decided they're going to go beat the fuck out of this seventy four year old man who was standing by the river. And they created a video. They posted on Snapchat of them kicking this guy into the river. The seventy four year old man. They like they like kicked him. Like they just... kicked him like karate kicked him into the river for, sna- for Snapchat. Why? And they even posted a smiley face on the video when they posted it. Are you kidding me? Because they thought it was funny. This is what kids are doing these days with social media. <sighs> now he got obviously got convicted of assault. He pled guilty, which is interesting. Did the guy die? No, he's he ended up surviving. He just okay. got convicted for assault. It would have been murder okay. if, if he didn't. But right. I was like, first of all, really. Second of all, they made him release a web apology, like a video apology. You shitting me? On the apology, he said, "Everyone makes mistakes." Dude, <laughs> just think about that for a second. That is insane. Everyone makes mistakes. <sighs> I was. It's almost as if he was just destined to do this. Yeah, man. Like, Everyone who, walks who, around in karate kicks. Who, who just wakes up and you know you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna kick an old man. Karate kick an old man in the river. Yeah, like like. So I don't know. That's ridiculous, man. But everyone I, makes I mistakes. Know, I don't even know what to say. And there's probably somebody out there like agreeing with him, being like, "Yep, you know, yeah, can't blame the kid. I blame the kid. Yeah, 100%. I blame social media. I blame the culture. I blame the damn." parents too what are you doing letting your kid walk around kicking people yeah i blame the culture but anyways yeah that's crazy that one's crazy do you have one more do you have one you want to do yeah i got we'll see see if we got this one all right a south african woman who is expecting eight babies is believed to be a new record holder after she gave birth to 10 infants she gave birth to 10 she thought she was having eight she ended up with 10 yeah apparently in like the ultrasound they were like hidden they couldn't even well yeah she she gave birth to 10 babies at one time is she like part dog or cat or something? No. Oh my god. Decouplets is what they're called. Ten. I think that's how you say that. So she had more babies than Philip Rivers in one go. <laughs> right. Pretty impressive. I don't even know what to say. Tabaho Sotetsi of Tembezia Township and his wife Kasomaim Thamara Sithole. <laughs> <laughs> 37 gave birth to decouplets at a Pretoria Hospital. Pretoria Hospital. Uh, the doctors had initially believed Sithole was pregnant with sextuplets, but they later discovered their scans had missed two. He said it had come as a shock when the doctors performed a C-section and ended up delivering 10 total babies. It's seven boys and three girls. She was seven months and seven days pregnant. The couple had previously said Sithole became pres- president, uh, wow, president, <laughs> pregnant without any fraternity treatments. I am shocked by my pregnancy, Sithole said, when 
she was expecting eight babies. I just prayed for God to help me deliver all my children in a healthy condition and for me, my children, to come out alive. I would be pleased about it. Do you imagine having ten babies? Now, we got to think about the logistics of this for a second. How are you going to get so, these babies home? Well, for, yeah, obviously. So they thought, they first thought there were six, then there was eight. Ten popped out. So at one point, they were digging around in here. <laughs> they were like, are there any more left in there? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, dude. Like, this is absolutely incredible. That's insanity. How do you fit? How do you fit that many babies in your belly? I don't know. Like, bro. Ten babies. Could you imagine this going home? Like, like you already had one kid. Could you imagine just multiplying that by ten? <laughs> no. Like, there is absolutely no way. Oh, my goodness. You'd have you'd have to have, like, three, four people, five people help you all the time. Could you imagine those kids' 16th birthdays, them all getting cars? It'd ten be, cars out there? It would be, like, five children to a car. Yeah, that's, probably. That's how it would be. And they're all going to the same school. The entire class will be my children. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine. Uh, well, luckily, yeah. I didn't have that one. I yeah. don't even know. Crazy, I was thinking man. about South Africa today, but that wasn't that wasn't on my radar. So that was a good one. Yeah, crazy. Sorry, I messed up a couple of times. No, don't worry about it. I couldn't do that either. It's been a very long day. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Anyways, my last one comes from KHQ.com, which is a local NBC affiliate out in Spokane, Washington. You ever been out there? Uh-uh. Me neither. Dog ejected from car during Sunday crash. Found on sheep farm, herding sheep. <laughs> and it's exactly how it sounds. There's a two-year-old border, border collie named Tilly. Uh, he was in a car crash. I get, you, you don't buckle up dogs, so you get right. a car crash, dogs don't flying. Right. He went flying. Watch, there's going to be a lawsuit that says you're going to have to have a dog car seat. Probably. But luckily for him, he landed on his feet. Nice. And he found himself a job. <laughs> he landed in a sheep field, and they kind of went back. Like After they got the families okay, they kind of went back, thinking, probably thinking the worst for Tilly. Right. They found him a and he was out there <laughs> he had taken up the role of the sheep herder and was literally out there <laughs> controlling these sheep so now there's got to be an owner of the land where the sheep is on you right? would think so so nobody else knew about this dog doing all this work apparently not bullshit uh, or maybe they knew about it and they were like shit we'll just leave him out let there. him out there he's doing a good job yeah he gets gets ejected and he lands in a sheep field he's like this is my life and then he's like okay sheep here's how it's gonna be <laughs> Hey, I mean, picked it up quick, apparently. I guess so. That's probably in his DNA. Yeah, no now, shit. Now, he is lucky. He does have a career opportunity waiting for him, probably. Yeah. In case he needs to get pressed in the service, so. Right. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. That's impressive. That's cool. I can just imagine this dog just watching this, like, from, like, a, the distance, watching him go flying out of the car. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And just landing and just being like. All right. Time to get to work. This is my <laughs> life now. I gotta, gotta pay the bills. Anyways. Is that, is that all I got for news? That's all I got. Man. I got one more comment, and this one came from my father. Sure. Um, This one's a little bit more political we don't talk politics we're going to talk some people at least on this one sure obviously most people familiar with united states politics are expecting former president donald trump to run again in 2024 probably he might not be waiting that long to get back into washington though supposedly he's con- seriously considering running for united states representative out of the state of florida right now it's literally down to him like trying to pick out like a district mm-hmm. to decide if there's a district that he can win right and if he really wants to do this he would easily win a district yeah, he would easily win a district <laughs> and what's funny is is the Republicans are assumed at least to have a really good chance of taking back the House. Most definitely. In 2022. Yeah. And obviously with a new House comes a new Speaker of the House if a new party takes over. Right. And <laughs> there's serious speculation that if Trump were to run as a congressional representative and win, the party would immediately anoint him as Speaker, speaker of the House. De- <laughs> Dude, that would definitely happen. Could you imagine how funny that would be during the State of the Union? Having <laughs> Trump back there making faces. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like just yes. shaking his head and that making the faces <laughs> that he makes. Dude, that would be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> or or him and him and uh, he'd be like, no. Or could you imagine him and Kamala Harris just like throwing shit at each other? Right. Or, oh my god, that would be hilarious. Him him standing up, clapping, <laughs> <laughs> or just being like giving 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 thumbs up. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'm such a cynic when it comes to politics these days. Well, that would be yeah. the funniest thing of all time. That, that would be great. That would be great. The media would have such a brain and your. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> So we'll see if that's oh, gonna we'll see if that's gonna if that's gonna pan out. Oh, dude, that would be fantastic! I hope that happens. I, <laughs> I really, really hope, yeah. I really hope this happens. That would be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> and thanks to my father for bringing that one to my attention. Thank you, father. He doesn't really listen to the show, so that's all right. Hopefully, he checks out this episode and he appreciates us giving him credit for this one because yeah, I got I my don't know. I got my new stories from my fiance page. So if you're listening, page, thank you, appreciate it. Yes, thank you, thank you for listening. Does she listen to the show? She does. Okay. Sometimes when she when I remember to tell her about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of like how most people are with me. <laughs> Anyways, what's our main topic today, sir? The craziest leaders in history. The craziest, the most interesting. This is another Pat episode. Yeah. Well, you actually came up with this one. Did no, I? you you said the cruelest. Yeah. And I was already thinking about the craziest. Okay. So we kind of, I kind of combined the two. I got yeah, one. I did too, kind of. I got one that's really interesting, one really just off the wall insane. We might like, have the same ones. I don't know. I don't think we do. And I got one that I think is really cruel. Okay. Well, so I, I have two that are a mixture of pretty much all three of those. And I had people sending some into me to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about all the ones I got sent in. Although I think we could do another episode on this one. Sure. Anyways, you got two, I got three. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Or do you want you? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So my first one is a character that we've talked about on the show before mm. a couple times. Amenhotep the Fourth. Are you familiar with him? Mm-mm. He's a 14th century Egyptian pharaoh. We talk about him in the aliens a little bit. Okay. And he comes up again in. In one of your news stories, we you mentioned him or his dad. Now, Amenhotep the Fourth is better known as Akhenaten. Uh, if you remember that name at all, yeah, he was an Egyptian pharaoh. He was known for overthrowing the religious, the polytheistic religion in Egypt back in the 14th century BC, mm. and installing a monotheistic religion known as Atenism or Atenism or something. Now, he was kind of like he kind of anointed himself as like the high priest of Atenism, and as Akhenaten, he was a son of Aten or something. Yeah, and he had a re- he had a relationship with Aten. That's very similar to kind of like what Jesus had with God, kind of from the Bible. Sure. At least you could draw similarities between the two. Sure. Now, what makes this kind of interesting is he was white from history until the 19th century AD because they didn't know, they didn't have any archaeological record of him. No historical record existed beyond basically the hypothetical name, basically. Yeah. So they found a city that he cre- he supposedly created. They found a whole bunch of records of him buried away. He was also the father of King Tut, which oh, is interesting. Shit. And they think they might have found his mummy, but they're not 100% sure that it was his body. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is when you look at his depiction in these things they thought he was a woman for a long time because he had very feminine features like the the hips and everything looked he had the feminine dimensions basically he also had a really long big oblong head and weird looking eyes and kind of like long fingers so for a while they were like well he doesn't he doesn't look like any human that we're really familiar with he also overthrew the religion overnight basically was communicating with some sun god that nobody really knows about so you think he's an alien he was definitely an alien (laughs) like there's no question about this and every single ruler that i'm talking about today is somebody that I learned about in college. So most of my research I did from memory, which is a bit of a change for 
the podcast because sure. but I remember reading about this guy and learning about this guy and they were like well he's probably not an alien but he's a hundred percent an alien human hybrid at the very least uh he only ruled for a few years like 20 years or whatever but he completely overthrew like everything in Egypt sure and when he died they completely changed back to what it used to be now what's really interesting is the biblical tale of Moses it's theoretically possible that Moses was like a priest of Aten and that kind of spawned off and created the Judeo-Christian religion that we know today <laughs> there are people that postulate that no shit and it's interesting because the timelines kind of sort of line up pretty well mm-hmm. and what was going on in Egypt and what was going on with the Hebrews it kind of sort of makes you wonder at the very least mm. now the other thing is that Moses being the leader of the Hebrews them being cast out of Egypt like they were in the Bible was it the Judeo-Christian God or was it Aten that was guiding them because they were driven out of Egypt maybe it was because of the fall of Akhenaten when he died that the closest followers of Akhenaten and Aten the Hebrews got cast out of the got and, cast out and was the burning bush aliens very possible wow that's a pretty bold theory I'm just saying <laughs> I don't know I mean the Old Testament's so weird and so interesting but it's like it's like the most prevalent historical records that we got right now sure or Old Testament sure this guy kind of fits in and we didn't know about him until the 18th 19th century 1800s now is there any more evidence of him being a potential alien besides him just looking like one well the religious beliefs it's, it's so different because there wasn't monotheism back then no, there was no monotheism whatsoever back then mm-hmm. so going with a monotheistic sun god a beam of light coming from the heavens descending upon him him claiming to be the son of Aten you know eh, maybe and there are many historians that say that he's like the first like definitive like personality sure. in history at least because you know the names of people prior to him mm-hmm. obviously he's Amenhotep the fourth so there were three more before him right but he uh, he had an impact on history at the very least and he was very different than the rest of the pharaohs that we're f- more familiar with sure he's one of the most interesting Egyptian figures anybody that studied Egypt at all knows about him but a lot of people just don't know about him in general right he also married his wife is probably better known his wife was Nefertiti mm. which that's a re- elite that's at least a more recognizable name sure so and then King Tut was his son and King Tut's well known too right only because they found his tomb pretty much intact that's the biggest reason why King Tut's famous just because they found his tomb right but Akhenaten he's the guy he's the guy like and he was also an alien <laughs> so they tried to describe him as maybe having a syndrome called Marfan syndrome which sure it maybe might explain why he looks so weird doesn't explain everything and the 21st century pivot that they're doing is they're trying to say oh well you have to look at it through the lens of his religion and since he's a son of god he'd obviously have a bigger head and longer fingers obviously <laughs> so and they, it's very suspicious to me yeah and it's also suspicious how it got everything just got knocked away so quickly because it makes me think that the other established people didn't want anything to do with our alien ancestry as sure. humans and he was one of the bold ones that was able to rise up mm. so they had to get rid of him immediately because that would have overthrown their base of power mm. so interesting Akhenaten not the craziest ruler of all time definitely one of the most interesting right and far and away the oldest person that I'm going to talk about in this episode at least sure so that's him that's interesting that was cool yep I like that one any questions <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to take <laughs> it is it is it's really interesting it's worth yeah. it's worth researching yeah it's definitely something I want to look into that's for sure what's your first one I'm so, assuming you didn't have him nope I do not but this is also another ruler of Egypt okay but more recent you ever heard of King Farouk 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 of Egypt I can't say that I have so just to get a brief little history I want to, so he was a really shitty ruler he was nicknamed stomach with a head stomach with a head so yeah. I'm assuming he was probably pretty he was very fat okay he ate all the time and later I'm going to be getting into the ridiculous meals that he would eat I'm interested in the MI6 and CIA code names for him pretty oh fun. so he's like modern yeah okay yeah he was so he he was king of Egypt from 52 to 76 he had a good run okay right so basically he was a successor of his father king fuad the first and 
what he did was he continued this rivalry with a opposing political party called the Waft Party. I think that's how you say it. W A F D. Waft. Waft. The Waft Party. Waft. Something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And he was always he was always just a pain in the ass. He never he was always hard to make deals with. He was always hard to get along with in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Doesn't surprise me. Right. And in World War Two, he tried to stay neutral, but Great Britain forced him to name a prime minister of Egypt like under him. Sure. And they made him pick a guy from that opposing political party, which he was not happy about. And that guy's name was El Nahas Pasha. Mustafa El Nahas Pasha. I met many Mustafas in my world. No shit. Yep. So in nineteen 19- 1944, he became prime minister, and that was the guy that created the steps to, he, he negotiated the Alexandria Protocol, and that led to the steps to create the Arab League. Okay. But Farouk, he wanted to be the leader of this league. So he, like, ended up dismissing uh, Pasha, and he ended up losing all the leverage he had with the British, British armies, too. Like, they started, like, not wanting him to do that. Sure. So he basically got kind of fucked over. Makes sense. Basically, after that, they ended up losing a war to Israel after Israel became a state. Sure. And uh, his military officers and all them, they were just saying that his corruption and his uh, incompetence basically what really lost a lot of those. Had a, they had a lot of military defeats and they were unable to get get under from, get out from under Great Britain's influence sure. at the time. Sure. But this guy, he was a pretty bad guy. Okay. Let's so, get into it. Some ridiculous facts about this guy. So for this is what he ate for breakfast, right? He ate caviar, boiled eggs, toast, lobster, steak, lamb, chicken and pigeon that was like his breakfast that's what he would eat that's incredible yeah pigeon yep hopefully there weren't racing pigeons right i don't know we had a we had a funny episode about racing pigeons we did right he drank 20 to 30 sodas a day holy hell yeah and this is kind of fucked up he had a dream that he was attacked by a lion and he went to the cairo zoo and he shot all the lions with a rifle holy hell yeah he had multiple mistresses including novelist barbara skelton (laughs) (laughs) okay He was a kleptomaniac, and he pickpocketed, like, politicians and world (laughs) leaders. (laughs) He stole Winston Churchill's watch, (laughs) and he stole a ceremonial sword, sash, and medals off of a corpse in the the Shah of Iran. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. (laughs) The CIA and MI6 codenames for him were Fat Pig and Fat Fucker. Of course. And he died eating. He of was course e- he did. He was eating a huge, a ridiculous amount of oysters, lobster, lamb, and beans. And he ended the meal with a Cuban cigar, and he died face down in his food. It's a fitting end. He what? would eat, this dude would eat 600 oysters a week. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He was so fat, dude. He was insane. Could you imagine being briefed like by your intelligence and your your state people? Right. Like be careful of this guy. Keep your keep your, your pockets close to you. Keep your pockets closed. Right. Because he's gonna lift your lift your wallet off you or something. Right. That's insanity. He he wasn't really cruel. I mean he was cruel. Yeah. Because just like, I mean he he took a lot of money from his people to feed his appetite, that's for sure. Okay. But uh yeah, that guy I just thought it was funny for how much the guy ate and he died in his food. That's hilarious. And and he would pit pocket and like he was just he wouldn't work with anybody he's a very excessive person probably yeah he was very eccentric that's for sure Ex- eccentric eccentric yes all right well we're going to another eccentric ruler to say the least this guy is going to be the third century ad mm-hmm. uh you're familiar with the roman empire right sure now there's rome, rome we got 500 years worth almost of roman empires to choose from mm-hmm. a lot of crazy people in that lead fueled decadent society that rome became right i'm not talking about nero i'm not talking about claudius i'm not talking 
talking about Caligula. I'm talking about Elagabalus. Elagabalus. Yep. Do you have him down there? No. Okay, good. Elagabalus is far and away the craziest Roman Empire that's ever existed. No Emperor that's ever existed. Uh, again, I learned about him in college, and when this lecture was given, the teacher was just like, okay, guys, buckle in, because it's about to get really weird. And viewer discretion is advised. This might be a little bit a little bit much for some of our listeners. But <laughs> um, on June 8th, 218 AD, Elagabalus was sworn in as emperor. Hmm. Now, he chose the name Marcus Aurelius Antoninus, which is similar to the Marcus Aurelius known as known in Gladiator. Yeah. That was a chosen name that he gave himself. History remembers him as Elagabalus. He was a 14-year-old priest from Syria who uh, was related to the Severan dynasty. I don't know if you're familiar with Roman history at all. Not. So, basically, the big Severan emperor was Caracalla, who ruled for like, yeah, like a 20-year rule. After him, this guy named Macrinus was a ruler, and he lasted for less than a year before Elagabalus' grandmother decided to put him up as like a general in a legion mm-hmm. and overthrow. He was, he was like a distant cousin of Mark Macrinus. The legion was powerful though. And somehow he got to the head of it because of his bloodline, basically. Sure. They ended up overthrowing it. The Praetorian guard basically declared him emperor or something like that. So Elagabalus is a 14 year old sat on the throne of, of Rome, the Damn. Roman emperor. Damn. Now, among other things, he brought the religion, his Elagabal religion to Rome. Like he took, he chopped off Jupiter's head and he put this guy's head on the, on the statue and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But he's a 14 year old kid. And a lot of 14-year-olds, kind of, the hormones are starting to go a little bit. Yeah. He took full advantage of his power as emperor, and he let himself run wild. Damn. He wasn't really interested in ruling. He was only interested in basically banging whoever he could. Sure. So he got married four, five times with four different women, including to a Vestal Virgin. So he married a Vestal Virgin named Julia Aquila Severa. Now, obviously, she was just a Vestal after that. Mm-hmm. You don't get the joke. <laughs> What? She was just a vestal after that. Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get it? Yes. And he also had at least one husband. Most notably was a guy named Herocles, who was like a local sports hero. No shit. Now, Elagabalus, he he played on both teams. Okay. And most of his rule was just known by the fact that he tried to fuck anything he could. Yeah. He was really into this Herocles guy, and he was very proud to be Herocles' mistress. Hmm. He even went so far as to dress up as a woman a lot, and he really enjoyed being, like, Herocles' wife, and he would he would prefer to be called, like, Herocles' wife as opposed to the emperor of Rome. And you know what? I think I saw this. I think I saw this guy. And he's, he was a teenager. Yeah. Because he only lasted <laughs> four years. He got assassinated at age 18 because they just couldn't deal with him. Jesus. He even went so far as to dress up as a woman and go down to the tavern in the city and try to prostitute himself. That is insane. Think about that. The emperor of Rome <laughs> trying to prostitute himself in some dumpy taverns. And he enjoyed this shit. That is this is just what he did. And that's his entire reign is mostly this type of stuff and his his religious rituals. That's like he, he had himself like publicly circumcised at one point. Wow. He made his senators watch him do all these ridiculous rituals. He'd just like run around dancing basically. <laughs> and all the senators had to go to the thing and watch him. Could you imagine if like a modern day ruler did that? It's insanity. I saw one historian, a guy named Edward Gibbon, wrote that he abandoned himself to the grossest pleasures with ungoverned fury, and some sources even call him the least able ruler that Rome has ever seen. That is unbelievable. So he didn't last too long. It was all it was all his grandma. His grandma was like the Queen of Thorns and Game of Thrones. He was just pulling the strings behind yeah. the behind the scenes. That's so funny. So she yeah, put I him was, up. I was gonna say it remind, reminded me of Game of Thrones. Yeah, she put him up, and then uh, she was the one that ended up taking him out too, like four, <laughs> four years later. 
So, oh my god, the Roman Empire who fucked a vegetable virgin was openly in a homosexual relationship, <laughs> which that wasn't as frowned upon back then. That was more accepted back in those days. Yeah. So it was. No shit. It was weird, but yeah. it wasn't. It certainly wasn't unheard of. Right. And he didn't enjoy being the emperor. He enjoyed being Herocles's little little bitch, little side piece, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh my god. Imagine being in a in a lecture hall with like forty nineteen year olds right. listening to the professor break this guy down. <laughs> it was an interesting day. That's insane. So that's Elagabalus. And he only assumed that name post post posthumously. Mm-hmm. He was known as Marcus Aurelius Antoninus. <laughs> which is hilarious. Right. But that's crazy. Anyways. That's funny. I don't know what to do with that. It was that that's a good one. I had to bring him up. And I feel like this is one I could do. I could do this one all day. Because I had people sending me names that I couldn't right. even get in this episode. So that's my second one all right i get into my last one all righty you ever heard of gene Bedell bucasa i feel like i may have this dude is one crazy motherfucker so self this he was he self-proclaimed himself as bucasa the first he was a military dictator of central of the set of the central african republic from 1966 to 1979 holy hell okay yeah this guy this guy's freaking ridiculous. So he started out as a captain in the French colonial when Central Africa gained its independence, and his cousin was actually the country's new president when it gained its independence. Sure. And he invited Bukasa, Bokasa to head its armed forces, and he accepted. And a few years later, he formed a coup, and he took over, and he basically took over, and he proclaimed himself president. Sure. So he, like, fucked over his cousin. Stage a coup. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. Yep. So to start off his presidency, he basically spent the entire GDP of his country on his coordination. <laughs> and like, okay, so there's different sites say different amount different amount of money on sure. what they spent. But apparently on uh historycollection.com says that he spent they spent eighty million dollars on the coordination and the in the diamond crown that he had during his coordination was twenty million dollars alone. That's hilarious. Now I'm gonna stop you real quick. They gotta bring coronations back. Yeah. Could you imagine Trump standing up there directing <laughs> yeah. a coronation Nation. Right. <laughs> Wearing some like ridiculous robes and getting this like crown right. placed on him. Right. Anyways, oh I'm sorry. It would be hilarious. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. He imported like he imported 60 Mercedes Benz from Germany and 24,000 bottles of Moet Cardon Champagne or Chardon Champagne. Which I looked I looked at Champagne up online, and there's a lot of different kinds, and they vary. Sure, but the majority of them are like 1,200 a bottle today. Yeah, of course they are. So they're like very expensive. There were some that were like 24,000 dollars a bottle. Wow. And yeah, basic one were like $400 a bottle. So this is very expensive stuff. No shit, yeah. And yeah, the ceremony, like I said before, was literally the entire country's GDP and he completely <laughs> just impoverished all of his people. Oh my goodness. Uh, he supervised beatings of criminal suspects. The first and second offense of thievery in Central Africa, you lose an ear. And the third, you lose your hand. They cut. They just cut it off. Okay, progressive system. I like it. Yeah. He tortured his political opponents and he fed their bodies to wild animals like crocodiles and lions. Kind of like Carol Baskin. That were in his private zoo. So yeah, just like Carol, just Baskin. like Carol Baskin. Right. And there were also allegations of cannibalism as well, because I guess um, 
what year was it? Some story leaked where they found um they found like frozen kids in a freezer. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nasty shit, man. Uh but probably one of the worst atrocities that he did when he was ruler of this of this republic is he arrested hundreds of school children in 1979 for refusing he because they refused to buy uniforms from a clothing company that his wife one of his wives owned. And he ended up killing like 100 of of those kids because oh, they yeah, wouldn't order I, they wouldn't order uniforms from a company let his a wife clothing own. company that one of his wives owned. Well, at least he's progressive enough to let his wife own a company. Company. Most right. of these guys wouldn't do that. Right. So after a while, this this guy just became too much, and French uh, paratroopers deposed of him. Yeah. And so he spent exile. <laughs> yeah, they, they they had to get him out of there. Uh, he went into exile in France, and he wasted all the million. He had some. He embezzled like millions of dollars, but he spent all of it, and he ended up going back to Central Africa in 1986, and he was put on trial and convicted of all those murders, and he was sentenced to death. But that sentence was commuted to. A life sentence and then somehow he got released in 1993 and then he died three years later in 1996 oh my god how this guy got released from prison i i, I have absolutely That's no insanity. idea so i don't i don't absolutely insane i understand how these guys they always get their exiles and then they always come back and yeah and this guy was senile as well he he claimed to have frequently seen the pope and he said that the pope awarded him with the title of jesus's 13th apostle <laughs> <laughs> And he said he transformed to a leader of peace. I mean, the guy was just crazy. He 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 created legislation that imprisoned people who were unemployed. <laughs> and he had he had forty children by nineteen wives. I, I can't imagine like forty though. children. Oh my god! Well, that you beats know, Philip Rivers. With a lot of these guys, that's not unprecedented. But of all the imaginary things he can come up with, <laughs> the thirteenth apostle is the highest honor he could bestow upon himself. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> There was only, like, one piece of legislation that was, like, a decent piece of legislation that was, it was something about um, not allowing young women to, like, mutilate their genitals or some shit like that. Well, yeah, I mean. That was basically it. And they've thrown that out the window out there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And it's funny how people act like that culture is still like right. I don't know. That is Jean Bedell Bukasa. I don't even know what to say. That Bukasa was Bukasa the first. That was intense. Yeah, man. My next one is actually going to be a guy that was in power during that same time period, at least a little bit. This guy's easily one of the craziest of all time, but it's also one that, dis- despite his impact on the world, he doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And this is Mao Zedong. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know who he is. A lot of people know who he is. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. So, a little bit of backstory. China has a history of kind of like taking like the easy way out of a lot of things. Sure. So for the last, at least the last 200 years, it's been a lot of China just not really, it's like seeing what the world's doing and trying to like cheat their way to the top, basically. It's been a common problem. And Mao Zedong is a perfect example of trying to cheat your way to the top, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started off even before, even in the 19th century, Japan decided to westernize. And you know how Japan became a very big power in the early 20th century, obviously yeah. culminating in World War II. Right. A big reason why was they sent their best scholars to Germany to learn just like how why Western society was so seemed so ahead of what Japan was doing at that time. Yeah. They wanted to learn. They had some good fundamentals, but they wanted to learn what the Western people were doing. They did learn. They learned really well in Germany. They went back. They taught the Japanese people how to do all this stuff. And then Japan ended up industrializing pretty quickly. They were pretty powerful. By even 1900, they were really powerful. Mm-hmm. China decided that they wanted to do the same thing, but they didn't want to go to Germany. They sent their people to Japan to learn secondhand <laughs> knowledge. And they weren't even sending their best people. They were sending like random 
Sure. Whatever. So that resulted in China just not keeping up with anything that was going on and it just became Japan's little bitch, basically, for the early 20th century, basically. Mm-hmm. And even before that. Anyways, China was essentially like a warlord country, even until like World War II. It was just like ruled by like raving warlords, basically, yeah. was who was really in charge of the, com- the country. Um, after World War II, there was a power struggle between Chiang Kai-shek, I don't know if you've heard that name before, mm. and the Guomindong, who was the, the basically the more um, nationalist party, the more capitalist-oriented party. Sure. It was the one more backed by most of the Western world. Yeah. Mao Zedong emerged as the leader of the Marxist-Leninist faction in China. Hmm. And that became, there was a whole big civil war between the two of them. Communists ended up winning. They drove the Guomindong over to Taiwan, which is why Taiwan still and China, they hate each other. Yeah. It's all an offshoot of the civil war that happened after World War Two. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, and there's some people that don't think Taiwan is a legitimate country, but we don't have to get into all that. Yeah, it, no, but the history, <laughs> the history itself, and this is another thing, this is something that I studied in college, so. Sure. It was a really interesting class, if, at the very least. But, um, so Mao Zedong took charge. He was the the face of the party, the leader of the party, a devout Marxist-Leninist. The problem is, even in Marxist-Leninism, they talk about the evolution of society and all that shit. There's a stage that they claim is necessary where a society has to emerge into capitalism at some point. Mao Zedong decided we're just going to skip that step. We're going <laughs> to institute communism just as it's going to be. Yeah. He instituted a policy called the Great Leap Forward. Now, they, they wanted to industrialize because China was almost 100% agrarian. There wasn't really industry in the country at all. So what he did is he created these communes, basically. He took farmers who spent their entire life trying to feed themselves and grow food he repurposed them as like steel mill workers basically yeah the problem is there was no infrastructure for this so it was literally villages were like doing like moonshine but trying <laughs> to create steel right like get a cauldron throw some shit in there see what works basically it was what was going on in the countryside of china <laughs> the problem is it was mandated labor is what is how they were controlling all of this the country fell into a ridiculous famine like because nobody was out there growing food because they weren't allowed to grow food they had to get into this fucking steel shit and it's set China way far, like way far back. <laughs> right. And that's why it took them until the 21st century to emerge as a world power. And it's all because once Mao left, once he died off or whatever, I think he was ruler until he died. Because he met Nixon, which is really weird. Damn. Like they had a summit, which is, it's, it's almost impossible to think about. Mao Zedong and yeah, Nixon. That's absolutely insane. I didn't know he lived that long. Yeah. <laughs> and because Nixon was the one that was interested in China and he was like the first president to go over there to China. Yeah. Because for a while, if you were looking at a United States map, China was Taiwan and there's a whole bunch of land that was just like not labeled. Yeah. And China was, Taiwan was labeled as China. Right. Because that's all that the United States recognized. Right. So Mao Zedong is crazy because he continued the, the Chinese policy of trying to take the easy way out of the problem. Right. And not doing things, even even though communism is going to be the right way, he wasn't even doing that right, which doesn't make sense. And how many people ended up dying it's during a, his regime? It's an absurd absurd. It's like 100 million, isn't it? Yeah, it's a terrible amount. And nobody talks about it, which Absolutely is really insane. weird. And what also needs to be noted is even though China kind of pivoted into allowing more capitalistic policies in other country, that is only in certain special economic zones. And it's all for the purpose of building up capital to try to make communism financially stable that's not the end goal of china china does not want to be what it is right now it wants to be purely communist right they think that they need this this is just part of their process this is it's just funding well all, all their pretty much and people don't really understand that and they don't understand how the state still remains on this mark this maoist 
um, and it's belief system. It's really sad, and uh, I there wasn't a whole lot of um, publicity with the the Hong Kong riots either. No, there wasn't when all that went down. And there, I it, what type of agreement was made between Hong Kong and China? Because China wasn't allowed to really implement their shit in Hong Kong. Is, am I correct about that? I don't know. I haven't gotten into all that recently. But because Hong Kong was a British protectorate for a long time, well up into our lifetime. Yeah. And somehow that faded away. But there's something special about Hong Kong. There is. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. And the reason that they were they were protesting and wanting the freedoms that we have here is be, there were like millions of people in the streets of Hong Kong is because they were they were pushing their some type of agenda on Hong Kong. Exactly. And um, they're not they broke some type of agreement. Yeah. I don't know if they got in. I think they did. I don't. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. But the other thing that's 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 crazy to me is that this Great Leap Forward happened like the 50s and the 60s, like 1950s and 1960s. Was it's when the shit was going down. It's not that long ago. And Mao was in power up until the rule of Nixon in the United States. So that was late 60s and 70s. Yeah. And Mao was still in charge of China at that Shame. point. So it's we're not that far removed right. from peasants starving in the fields because they're trying to bootleg steel. Literally is what was going on. <laughs> it sounds absurd, but it's real. Right. And it's all because Mao understood the ideas of Marxist and Leninism, but was trying to skip steps. Why? I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to make it happen in his life. Time, yeah. which even if things worked perfectly it wasn't going to happen in his lifetime even if things actually worked how they think communism works which doesn't work because it doesn't work right even if that were to work out it still wouldn't happen in his lifetime so i wonder if he just wanted to thought he was going to jump start something he he probably wanted to do as much as he could to leave his name on history so what probably. a lot it's, it's what a lot of the people like that do and it doesn't get talked about enough but he's right up there with stalin as far as i'm yeah. concerned in terms castro. of castro seriously anyways 100 percent. he's probably worse just as bad yeah I think he he needs it needs to be talked about more, and I wouldn't know about any of this had I not taken that one random East Asian history class in college. Right, I wouldn't have known how any of that fit together, and it's scary how you see what's going on in the real world, having that knowledge in your head from college a few years ago, and seeing how things are playing out now. It's the exact same things happening now, just framed a little bit differently. Right, so makes sense. Anyways, I found that interesting at the very least. Mao Zedong, crazy. Yeah, I think he's crazy as cruel, shit. cruel leader. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, there's. It's probably going to be a topic we're going to have to revisit. Definitely. I feel like I could go on for hours about even these guys that I just talked about. And I've got a whole bunch more that didn't make the cut for this episode. So Yeah, I mean, you the research didn't disappoint. Did, did, not, did not disappoint. There was so many, and there was so much to like write about on each one. It's like, man, I don't think I can only fit like two, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the next episode we'll have to do the craziest women rulers of all time. Sure, sure. Because <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them that I wanted to talk about, too. But I, right. just, I wasn't going to leave these three guys out because these were three of my most interesting ones. And these are three people that I learned about in college. So, right. anyways, you got anything else tonight? I'm all set. I got a question for you. Sure. This is kind of a weird question, but this is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Oh, boy. I'm assuming since you're an adult now, you obviously get a lot of mail yeah. shipped probably between your parents' house and your house probably at this point. Just junk mail at mom and dad's. Yeah, that's what I get. Well, that's pretty much all I get. Yeah. What do you do with that? Junk, okay, let's just say junk mail, like a credit card offer. What do you do with that? Do you just throw it in the garbage? Do you shred it? Do you black out your name? What do you do with that? If I have time, I, I try try and cut it up try to cut it up with scissors okay because so i've got like a stack of mail like a year's worth of shit that i don't know <laughs> what to do with my one idea is i was gonna like get like a bucket and like soak it in my bathtub i don't think you need to do all that man like I, I, I have definitely thrown some away before without cutting them yeah i don't want my address but then again too like They're, anybody could, they anybody could have find your address. Your, my address it's not like that's a big deal all you need to do is google your name and you'll find your address <laughs> like it like it's not it's not that yeah, it's really not that. that is true so you know if, if somebody wants to get your 
address, they'll probably find it. I could probably throw it away is what you're telling me. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, if I think about it and I have time to do it, I will cut it up. Cut it up. Yeah. But I don't always do it. I was thinking about, like, maybe getting a shredder for that, but I don't yeah. know if I need to invest in that. Well, having a shredder is, is good. You think so? Sure. Well, it's funny is we used to offer a shredding service when Acma worked in retail. Our store would, had a shredding service. Now, we didn't shred it on site. We just put the shit in a can and they shredded <laughs> it off site. And there was no one sense. guy who brought in a box of files and was like, I need some, I need the shit shredded. You guys offer shredding, right? He's like, yeah, we do. And they just put it in the box. He's like, I want my shit back. He's like, I want you guys to shred it. I want to see it shredded. And it's like, that's not how we do this. And he was like, if you're not, if I'm not going to be able to watch you guys shred it, I'm not doing it here. Right. <laughs> so we took it somewhere else. And that made me think, these shredding companies, who the hell is keeping them on? Yeah. Like, for sure. Because we literally, and I watch it happen all the time. They come by once a week, they take the garbage can full of shit, just load it up, give us an empty can, put it in the truck on their way. Yeah. Who isn't to say that they're out there? No shit. Digging through. They got some people out there just digging through mining information. You never, that's 100%. I, I bet you that has happened. You think so? I wouldn't, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. And even if you shred shit, it can still be put together piece by yeah. piece. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen, have you ever seen Better Call Saw? Yes. You're, that's probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen all of it, but yeah. Yeah. That, I think that was in Breaking, it was in Breaking, it was in a movie too, uh, where they were putting them together. Yeah. At one point in Better Call Saw, he's, he's dumpster diving. Yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I remember that. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I just had to ask that question because I got all this mail sitting around. I've got it all in like banker's box right now. Sure. I don't know what to do with it. So I guess I'm just going to start. Well, you don't have to soak it in your bathtub. I was going to burn it, but I don't that would be probably a pretty big fire. I mean, that's, that's probably that's illegal. not a bad it's probably bet. illegal. It's probably frowned upon at the very least. I mean, you burn cardboard. Are you supposed to do that within city limits? We do. Okay. I might do that. I mean, I have we have before. All right. Fair enough. Anyways, that's that's the last. When we have our next fire, just bring them over. Bring them over. Okay. We'll, we'll burn them. All right. But I need to watch this process. I got to make sure they're completely burned before I leave the house. Yeah, they'll be burnt. All righty. Sounds like a plan. Anyways, on that note, you got anything else? I'm all set. We didn't do well this week, listener-wise. Darn it. We had like 11 listens on the last episode. <laughs> did you even listen to that one? Yeah, I listened to it. I thought it was good. It wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. Just, it. The Aliens one did really well a couple weeks ago. Right. This one was another clunker. It's all right. So hopefully we rebound with this cut. I think this would... So there's some funny will This one, it's going to take a little bit of editing, but this one, yeah, this sorry one came together that. pretty well. I think that was a pretty good episode. I think so. I think it's about pretty time good. to say goodbye. Please tweet us at 30 in the... Tweet us at 30 in the... Tell us about, you know, if you were under any crazy rulers. Yeah, we're up to like six or seven followers, I think, on Twitter. So <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll take it. Um, Social media is coming, guys. <laughs> It'll be up uh, TBD 2023 at this point. <laughs> But we're starting to put a team together. Right. Yes. Definitely. So hopefully we can actually get some some. We'll get some shit up. Some firm. We'll get some. We'll get some plans together. Yeah. We'll get it up. Anyways, thank you very much for listening, guys. Peace. We plan to go out with them later that night. Yeah. I'm trying to take a nap in bed, and Paige is laying in bed too. She's on her phone, watching TV. I'm sure. like trying to pass out because I'm freaking dead. Understood. All of a sudden, this family walks into our room. <laughs> this family. <laughs> yes. This mother and, like, her children. Like, they walk into our room. How do they get in? They had a key. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, oh, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. She, t- she turned around. She walked right back out with her kids. And uh, Paige saw the whole thing. I didn't even open my eyes. I heard it. Oh. I heard, I heard everything, but I did not open my eyes. <laughs> I just acted like I was sleeping. That's hilarious. And Paige just looked at him. Like, what she didn't even is, say anything? She didn't even say anything. Oh, my God. Like, no exchange at all. This lady and her family walks. <laughs> <laughs>
Of course, that's how it thing would so happen to you. It was so freaking weird, that's man. hilarious. So. It's been a long day, man. Yeah, it definitely has. It's been a long week. Gotta get back to the grind tomorrow. Like, you ever slept in a hotel? Dude, I lived in a hotel for a month. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I cannot, I like, I could not sleep. Like, I just could not do it. Like, I would, I had my room down to like 65 degrees. It was <laughs> yeah. in the middle of summer. Yeah. I lived, that sucker was so cold. My yeah. bill was, my bill was like $4,000. <laughs> the, the, the chick at the desk was just laughing going through it all. That was embarrassing, but. Yeah, dude, I mean, fucking, yeah, our room was, our room was really cold and we didn't have our fan and it's just, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just could not sleep. I could not sleep good. See, I always liked sleeping in the hotel. I always had the best sleep. Not, not me, man. I don't know. Couldn't do it. And we got got up early as shit this morning. We went to breakfast. Okay. And then we went to this place called The Other World. It's like a... I don't even know how to describe it, dude. You'd have to look it up. Okay, I can't even yeah, describe it. Yeah. It's pretty intense. But it, it was cool. Um, It's basically like this... This other world. It's like all this art shit. And... They're like projection shit on walls, and they have like a bunch of lights, and it's it's like alien type shit, and uh, you're 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 finding like these secret passageways, like it it's 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 crazy. So it's not a restaurant or a no. museum; it's like an interactive thing. Kinda, yeah. Okay. It's kind of cool. You know, I don't think it was worth the money for an adult. I was gonna say, how much was this? <laughs> it was it was twenty five a person. Oh lord, okay. It it was cool, but it would be better if we had Hudson with us. Yeah, that is true. You know, he would have he would have liked it a lot. You got to get him into the alien shit early. That's probably a good place to start. Kinda. So. Uh, I don't even know if you'd call it aliens. Well, you got to get him thinking. Yeah. Anyways, but it was it was cool. It was cool to see. It was different, really different. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, I think we're about ready to wrap this You're one gonna up. You're going to have to cut all that, but yeah. Yeah. 